Coming up, what to do with two hours at Epcot. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far Podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John, fairly near. All right. John, you got out to the parks again this week. How did that go? Well, I I actually wasn't going to go to the parks last weekend, and uh, my my, uh, back was bothering me, and... Sunday afternoon, I started feeling better, so I asked my wife if she wanted to go to uh, Epcot on Sunday night because, you know, reservations were still available. So we decided we would uh, we would head on out to Epcot for, uh, I think we got there at, well, probably about, let's see, it, I, I did go later than normal. Um, yeah, about seven o'clock we got there. So that's very late for me. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I did that, though, is I wanted to see the lights on uh, Spaceship Earth. I don't see them that often because in the summertime, it doesn't get dark till 830. So <clears throat> we got there late. Um, I didn't check for Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe I should have, but I can't imagine 7 p.m. anything would be available. So you never know. <laughs> I know. The way it's going, I don't know. But. So we went to Epcot. Um, we, I, since my back was, uh, you know, uh, bothering me, I didn't want to go on anything too intense. And not that there's much intense there anyway. But So the first thing we did was uh, Journey into Imagination. And we actually went live on that just, just for fun to see if anybody wanted to uh, join us. And it actually did well. Like I, it's amazing how many people don't would you know be interested in watching that. Then we went over to uh, Soren, which was only a 15-minute wait. So, and this is at 7:53 p.m. on a Sunday, 15-minute wait. Um, we were the last one stopped, meaning it would have been a zero-minute wait, but they mm-hmm. stopped it exactly on us. For the next train you know when you're going down the long hallway mm-hmm. and then the next part is you go and you watch the pre-video we were the last one stopped for pre-video that was already running so it would have been almost like walk- walking in so still we waited for one show and uh, you know and then i wanted to go live on it so i did ask for the uh section b I normally don't because, you know, I live there. I don't need to. But I figured I'm probably going to have one to 200 people. So we all get the middle row. So I figured it's worth it then. So I'm going live. So I did it for the followers, not for me. <laughs> so I think that that one did do well, too. Like, people love to see. I don't know why. They could watch a video of it anytime they want. But mm-hmm. when it pops up live they just seem to appreciate it more so i don't know and then we were gonna ride living with the land next because why not and it was closed for technical difficulties and it made me think all it does is float by (laughs) like i don't know exactly what 
bricks on living with the land to have it shut down. But, you know, I don't understand it. So, but anyway, I thought that 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 was odd. They got to close living with the land. That's not it's not one they normally close much. They close it in the evenings quite a bit, though, don't they? I mean, I I've seen it closed a couple times in oh, the evenings when I was there. It, everything in Future World used to close at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now it's everything seems to stay open because Lightning Lane and stuff. I think that they need to have hours available because there's not many rides at Epcot. Imagine if you had Lightning Lane and you're like, and there's nothing available from seven to nine every night. It's mm. like, it's, yeah. it, they probably get a lot of complaints with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, then I, uh, I, uh, what else did we do? Then we went and uh, rode Spaceship Earth, which was broken when we got there, which I see it, Spaceship Earth broken constantly anymore. Like, I'd say 50% of the time when I walked by, it's not open, it's broke. Hmm. But it was working, so we took a ride on Spaceship Earth. Then we watched The Light Show, which is not the new one. I'm going to hopefully see that one tonight, the Beauty and the Beast one. And it was actually at nine o'clock. You know, we I, I uh, jokingly asked my wife, I was like, oh, you want to go watch Harmonious? <laughs> and we both kind of looked at each other and we walked out the front exit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you laugh when you looked at each other? <laughs> yeah, we kind of smiled a little and laughed like, yeah, I don't think so. And then, you know, I, I took a 10 second video from the parking lot that, you know, showed some explosions nearby and uh yeah i don't regret it so i don't know i i looked at your parking lot video actually it's probably the best view of <laughs> harmonies you could probably get because it sort of looks like you got uh mickey ears on you know on on spaceship earth so yeah, that was at least you don't have any giant barges or anything in your way shooting yeah. shooting water which i still don't see any need for that i, water. I don't either it's hard Whoever to see. designed that show should that that should that's not up to Disney standards. It's just it not. It it just looks. It doesn't. I, with those giant barges, I expected something that would be something that would work. Great, you know, something <laughs> that would be like, wow, this is so much more than I thought. Instead, it looks like a dud. You know, it looks like a gigantic barge with tiny little water spitting out. And like, yeah, it's just kind of sad. So again, I don't. It's just my opinion, but it seemed like an awful lot of people were leaving or don't care. But anyway, that was it for my Epcot night. Um, a little side note, on the way home, it rained so hard I could barely see out my window the entire time, which has happened to me a lot for some reason coming back from Disney. You know, it doesn't rain for months. And then when I get on the road, man, I can't even see. And I mention it because... Similar stuff happens again later. And uh, on Wednesday, I decided we, d- we decided to go over to the Magic Kingdom for a little bit. And uh, as we were going over, um, you know, I looked over and saw the Tower of Terror uh, sign that's on World Drive there. The one that everybody likes the, with the 3D car and stuff. And it was surrounded by cones and it had construction equipment around it so i quick zoomed in for a couple of quick videos and uh, pictures and the very next day it was a pile of rubble so yeah i'm i'm sure most people heard about that but again 
Um, just one more piece of evidence that the people at Disney have very messed up priorities, meaning, uh, you know, Hopper's not working. That, uh, tough to be a bug, but who cares? Let's tear down signs that people actually loved. And I know it didn't work right for a long time, but regardless of whether it worked or not, it's one of those larger-than-life Disney icon things that everybody remembers either riding on a bus when they arrived there in the car, you know, from being a little kid, you look out and you see it and it gets you excited for your vacation. And from what I understand, they don't even have any plans on replacing it. They just were like, you know what? It's I'm imagining the Disney executives saying, you know, you know what we really need to do? Rip this sign down. It's like, have you guys ever been to the parks? It's like, no. We graduated from Harvard, and we don't. We hate theme parks. It's like, yeah, there you go. You hate, I, you hate theme parks, and it shows because you guys have no sense at all. Again, if the rest of the park was perfect, or the rides were working, or whatever, it's like, yeah, if you want to change the sign, go ahead. But maybe, just to maybe, randomly you know, do it. It's like, maybe huh? Josh tomorrow got an offer at uh, from one of the auction sites for the, uh, you know, for the for the. The, the the ride vehicle that was hanging off of it, you know? Uh, from the looks of it, they knocked it straight over and then took the... Uh, I, I saw some other people's pictures. It looks like they took the uh, bucket of the front loader and just smashed it to pieces, what was oh. there. So it's like... Sorry, it's Josh. Like, it's like knocking it over and, you know, the, the larger version of smashing it with a sledgehammer just to ruin every bit of it. And I'm like... Uh, yeah, I, I think some rich person might have bought that. Imagine having that in your backyard, you know, it'd, it'd be a prized possession. <laughs> that that could have been an extra bonus for Josh for the year, you know? I mean, that, well, he wouldn't want it. He hates theme parks. No, that's that's apparently true. I'm pretty sure he does. Well, he, he loves the employees, though. He treats them so nice. Wow. Like when he tells them yeah. they're going to go on uh, go on a ride by the end of he the year. Them. and yeah, I don't, <laughs> don't want to get in the controversy, so I don't know what kind of love he's given employees or not. It's none of my business what he does, but <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think he loves theme parks, though. That's for sure. And uh, I know the rest of them don't. Like I said, it's a, it's a group of people that, you know, none of them have any appreciation for theme parks at all other than oh we messed up our movies our tv where are we going to make up the money theme parks yay that'll mm -hmm. that 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 will save us from constant mistakes over the years and bail us out over and over again so that's about what theme parks are right now so yeah anyway it's just a sign i really don't care that much about it but it's a glaring symptom of the larger-than-life, memorable things that Disney fans love when they go to the parks being just knocked over one piece at a time and replaced with, uh, hey, this is the same bush that Marriott uses. Let's put a bush out front. That'll be perfect. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Nobody will ever even notice it. That's exactly what we want. It's like, if, if you're Disney, and uh, I, I had said before, we need to do a whole podcast on this, the larger-than-life, out-of-your-world-into-Walt-Disney-world feel of everything, they're getting rid of all of it. So it's uh, quite a shame that they're doing that. Anyway, uh, I drove past that sign, highlight of my day. Uh, we went over to the Magic Kingdom, and it was so hot. It was uh, just unbelievably hot. 
and this is around uh, five o'clock. And in Florida in the summer, when it didn't rain all day and the sun's been out, it can. This is the, this is the time of day when it was like 97 degrees, and the sun is glaring down, and the sidewalks are all superheated from being heated all day long, and it just feels like you're in an oven. So we got there. I we we went on uh, Carousel of Progress to just to cool down for a couple minutes. Um, we went live on that. You know, peop- uh, that had a surprisingly high amount of people that stayed with me for that show. You know, I was thinking nobody would care, but you know that surprised me. So I, uh, I, uh, you know, we we watched that. Um, the big news for that one is there's a couple of new sweaters on the end scene. So very excited. <laughs> A couple of shirts got changed on there. I, so. I heard that everyone was so excited. Well, I'm glad the it's, media acted spending like money on updates excited. there. They right. could have tore down some signs with this. <laughs> well, at least they did the update, did an expensive refurb to it. So you know, I mean, that's, oh, the <laughs> they can't afford to mentioned about it. the signs too. Like, why on earth did they change all the signs from purple to blue? Blue is like the government color signs. Purple was Disney was the only place in the world that you saw that when you got to Disney property. That was another priority they had this this just this year. They're like, oh, we really need to do this. It's like, I thought you didn't have any money and you're not doing maintenance to rides, but painting every sign from purple to blue is just got to get that done. I'm like, Ooh. anyway, just we need to write all this stuff down because I could talk for hours about the ridiculous decision-making process at the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, I don't I don't understand it either. Why you prioritize, like you said, you prioritize all those things, but you have an entire building in Tomorrowland is just shuttered. Yeah, and Journey into Imagination, eh, give it another 20 years. It's like, yeah, I don't know, guys. Ma- uh, maybe if they, they could open... Um, open that one up in Tomorrowland again and just put a different sweater on Stitch or something. That would that would be better, you know. I liked Stitch. I, I didn't like it. It wasn't nowhere near my favorite ride, but I would I would go there once per vacation and I found it interesting. I love seeing the animatronic robot in the pre-show and he's talking mm-hmm. on the phone to his wife. It was funny, entertaining, it was memorable. The stitch part itself was kind of dumb, but again, it wasn't terrible though. Much better than an empty building. I definitely would ride that once a vacation and enjoyed it. Um, they again. they had to turn a very terrifying ride, which was great, by the way. I did. I've been. I've experienced that attraction. I did went back in the day, but they had to um, take a terrifying ride and turn it into back into family friendly because of all the complaints from like people. Um, and I think they were just ahead of their time because that ride would would be really popular today. I think you know yeah, it would be. But again, they always are off on their timing. Just like I said, they're like, oh look, they're selling a bunch of '80s vibe merchandise for Epcot, and it's like, you know, Epcot was '80s vibe, and just when the '80s started coming back around, Disney said, tear down our Level '80s it. park. It's like, wait a minute, this make a crater. This is not the good time to do that. People are loving the 80s right now. Embrace what it is, you know? It's like, ah, no, we'll rip it all down, you know? It's like they always are acting at the wrong times, always. They're just not, there's no sense of priority. Their timing is completely wrong with everything. 
and you know it just shows I, I truly think they thought they could get almost all of that stuff done by the 50th by the beginning of the 50th <laughs> and i i really think they thought that and and so that's probably why they like some executive probably Iger actually was involved in it and you know um thought that that would you know you know that should be a good idea you know to to modernize and go for the next 50th or whatever you know at the very least i bet they thought for the 40th anniversary coming up for epcot some most of that stuff would be done you know but hey i got news for them (laughs) on the plus side i did see some stuff like they did cut a lot of the bigger better stuff the only few things i was actually interested in they cut already but there's still an area that's going to have uh, fiber optic lights in the ground and in statues and all around lights are cheap and easy yeah. so i think that's not going to be cut and i think that'll look awesome so i, I look too. forward to being there at night and i think it'll look spectacular it's a small thing but i just want to say not everything they do is terrible uh, somebody had that idea and it's cool and i still have hope for the moana water thing because it didn't start with Moana. It started as original idea. And then they stapled that on to get it approved. So I, it could be awesome. I might love the water hey, walkway. All I'll say is really out of, out of everything, let's, you know, if you review quickly the things that they did, right. Um, harmonious. Eh, no, you know, but I thought, I think Remy's is cute. And it's really cool that they added something there. I think that, um, you know, the uh, uh, the the lights on Spaceship Earth, you know, that that is really cool. Somebody came up with an awesome idea there. And I think the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is like absolutely top notch. I mean, they did a good job, you know, replacing uh, that attraction there. So I, I understand, like, I don't know why fans aren't responding to the guardians of the galaxy thing like they expected um i think it's over it's the hype that people are like oh you know you post an article that says your retina detached like 20 times and maybe you scare the crap out of people but honestly I I, i don't i don't know if that's it or not but honestly it's a top-notch ride a great attraction very worthy i'm gonna ride it today hopefully so i i think that what they've done so far and even with the moana regardless of all our you know talking or kidding around and stuff um what what has been there for the most part other than i'd say harmonious although some people a lot of people they have their fans you know for harmonious yeah they do you know i i'll just say that i think they've done a good job with what they have done i would prefer to see the retro 80s thing of course but um you know epcot is pretty darn close to my favorite theme park right now so you know getting there we're getting there once again anyway sean i'm sorry for taking on that tangent uh, oh yeah, that's no. that's all right. I'm always up for a tangent. So. <laughs> and the next thing I did, I went live on the Tomorrowland Transit Authority because I wanted people to hear the new narration. Um, I think the new narration is fine. I was not that attached to the last version. The for me because of the timing that I first went to the park when I went there, it had the. Uh, the guy who was calling out, like, now approaching Mickey's Star Trader. And so I got used to that. So the new one that it, 
the the one after that, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. It was fine. And now this one, I feel the same about. It's nice. It's mm-hmm. it's okay. I, I I don't love it or hate it. It's just different than what it was. I'm glad they care enough to do anything with the ride. I guess because you know I, I if uh, you know Bob Bob or Josh, they might look and go, eh, I wonder uh, we should get rid of this ride. You know. Mm-hmm. What what movie is it from? Let's get rid of it, you know. So I think if it wasn't so intertwined through other rides, they might have already done that, you know. They'd be like, what movie is this from? The executives there, they'll be like, I've never been to the park, but what movie is this ride from? Uh-huh. What? None. This needs to go. Tear it down. And then they probably said, oh, we can't. It's uh, It goes through all the other buildings. And they went, ah. <laughs> yeah. No, That's, nobody uh, can like it. It's not movie. If you haven't seen the movie, how could you ever like something without seeing a movie about it first? Like, you kind of hit a point, though, and and that is that, you know, these people, we got to remember that these people at the top of the company, and I'm not even going to say JPEG, because I actually do think JPEG um, is familiar with the IP, so given how driven he is towards the IP stuff. I, I think JPEG is familiar with Moana and familiar with all these things, and maybe even tomorrow. But let's face it, most of the people, most of the executives in that company, they don't have a freaking clue about any of the IP. Yeah. They probably don't know most of it. They might know Bambi or something like that, but they don't know the theme parks. They don't know the uh, movies. Yeah. You know? They vacationed in Vail and stayed in a yeah. mountaintop estate skiing trips to Vail and had, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Disney yeah. World is for the peasants. They would never go to such a place, but now they're in charge of it. Yeah, and then they, you know, they have, uh, you know, a, a nice, they always lived in a nice house in the upper crust suburbs, which, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, it's good for them. Great. But I mean, when it comes to theme parks, honestly, theme parks, um, the crowd traditionally for every theme park has been the salt of the earth type people, you know, blue collar people taking their families to theme parks to uh, escape reality for a few hours, you know. Yeah, um, I I didn't hear the uh, difference in the, the different narration on the um, people mover. But what is the what is the difference? We talked a little bit last week, and you know, is it the same voice that they've used traditionally on the last one, or what? What's the big difference there? Is there a major difference, or is it just like minor differences in that narration? Well, it's a completely different narrator. Now they talk about Tron a little bit. Um, I think I think he says his name is Olrak or something like that. And I they actually reference back to uh, I don't remember what it was. Some kind of classic Disney thing. Like um, if you heard it, you'd probably recognize it. I didn't go to Disney before like the 2000s, but it's early references to something. So, yeah, you'll have to listen to it. If yeah. you click on my account, it's under lives. We we ride through the whole thing, so you'd be able to hear it. So. Yeah, have to listen to it. We we are coming down. Uh, we'll be back down there at the beginning of September, so I'll, I'll also get to ride it. So, um, Very, very cool. What else did you oh, do, John? Yes, I saw I... you saw the parade and uh, saw another, like, not maybe not a parade, yeah. but... Uh, here, here's the other weird thing. We had no intention of eating at the parks that day. And, you know, we were a little bit hungry, but my wife checked the app and they called it 
like standby wait times, we could get into almost any restaurant. We could have mm-hmm. got in the California Grill. And and literally everything was available around like 5.30. Like you could go anywhere you want. And so we decided to eat at the same place we always eat at because we were craving it. We were like, oh, I want to get that salad. And so we ended up go, going to Liberty Tree Tavern for uh, dinner. And this time the waiter was not very good. Last last time she was the best. Like I couldn't ask for better. So I guess it's hit and miss. It wasn't terrible, but just disappeared for very, very, very long periods of time. If you wanted something else, it was probably going to be a good 10, 20 minutes before you get it. And the other wait, the waitress I had it like a week or two ago. She was on top of everything. Like I, I couldn't ask for better. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we decided to eat there at the last minute, and it said approximately a ten-minute wait. So we clicked the button. Within two seconds, it said your table's ready. Come over. We were like, what? We thought we'd have to wait a little bit. So we were trying to get there, and then Mickey's friendship, whatever it is, thing came by. Uh, uh, I don't. Mickey's celebration cavalcade. These. They, these things are getting so generic. It's like yeah, they are. <laughs> they really are. It's like Mickey's nondescript celebration of anything. It's like yeah, they're just getting weird. But anyway, I do like that one though. We decided to wait till that went by because it's only two floats. But it's got Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and Goofy and Donald and Daisy and I think Chip and Dale are on the back. So a lot of characters in one little. Um, cavalcade so it's i think it's nice that they still do the cavalcades it's a lot less but it's a nice it's a nice uh thing to come by so anyway we ate dinner and we kept hearing thunder and lightning and we were like well you know hopefully my thought was it'll blow over while i'm eating because i've had that happen so many times at disney because normally a storm comes and it blows by and then it's done and this time it just stayed and eventually we went out on a porch and then it was sideways raining and hitting us and they let us back in eventually they were like oh you guys shouldn't have to wait out here because they 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 were like oh do you have a reservation we were like oh we just came out we made the mistake of giving up our table because <laughs> <laughs> i wanted i didn't want anyone else to wait for it so i was like well we'll just i don't i don't want to slow anybody else up but i did have a nice dry table to sit at but anyway it rained for a while and when it slowed down we checked the forecast because i really wanted to see you know if they test were going to test the tron lights it was a storm that was going to last for hours just Mm. going by so we decided to head out oh i do want to mention too i saw the tron uh train moving um of course right when I, i i saw it launch out of the thing and right when it was going to come into the main view, I went behind the concrete wall. <laughs> so exact <laughs> bad timing. I did see it come out there. So I got to see that going. But anyway, we decided to head home. Like I said, it was uh, extremely. And this was another one where, man, the storms are just blowing by and rain. And the lightning was unbelievable. And it lasted probably till like 11 o'clock at night. Hmm. I didn't make a mistake with leaving, but 
Did you hear that they're um, ripping up a portion of the boardwalk over, um, like they're taking out the ESPN zone um, or the ESPN restaurant? And um, they just started, I think, yesterday or or the day before, like this past week, they started ripping up part of the boardwalk. And, you know, I didn't I just wonder because you get around there a lot, like you go to the hotels and stuff like that. I didn't know if you heard about that, but. No, I haven't. Yeah, they had like cranes. I saw pictures of cranes and all kinds of stuff just tearing that building down. So I was just wondering if you could even walk over to Epcot from the boardwalk. That's where we're staying on our next trip, and I just wasn't sure. No, I haven't heard anything about that yet. But, you know, I plan on going to Epcot today, and I may walk to Hollywood Studios for the exercise because the main reason I want to stay is to see the Beauty and the Beast show on the spaceship earth but that's not going to happen until like 8 30 so i may walk over there so maybe i'll find out today oh very cool yeah i was just looking at some of the availabilities and you said about how you could get on standby for some places and so just for an example today um today alone uh there's availability at beaches and cream which is really hard to get into Um, yeah that's really hard There's uh, Chefs de France has availability. That can be difficult sometimes. Citrico's has availability. Um, you know, and, and I'm just looking like, I don't, I don't know what's going on for sure. Like Le Creperie de Paris at Epcot, that has availability. I've um, never eaten there yet. <laughs> so here's one, John. If you're going over to Epcot and you want to go try something new that you haven't tried before, at 7.35, Oga's Cantina has availability right now. Oh. Oga's. Oga's Cantina. I've never been in there. I know you haven't. And that's, um, I've been in there three times. And I got to tell you, I it was packed every time and people were begging to get in that has availability and every day pretty much that i check ogas has availability today is a saturday and ogas is available so that tells me that crowd levels are not probably what they have been i'm just guessing from what i see crowd levels are pretty high but crowd levels spending money are not Uh, that high that's what i think okay because again I Disney will do like extreme discounted tickets to, you know, different countries that are close Mm -hmm. by and things like that. Um, Those people probably aren't going to stay at Disney. They're not going to eat much at Disney. They're not going to do a lot. So, but they will crowd the parks, Mm -hmm. but they're not really going to pay. And that's what makes me mad when Disney says, oh, the pass holders, they don't spend enough. It's like, well, how much are your super discounted group trips from you know, uh, I don't know what country, Brazil, somewhere down there. Are they spending more money than me? Because I feel like yeah. I spent a good amount, but you know. So I just don't know. just to go even further, um, the boathouse has availability, which they you typically get in the boathouse, you know. But the Edison is always booked up, and they have availability tonight. Um, Todd English's Blue Zoo. I've never ever seen that come up with availability i've That's never seen the, that either yeah it's at the dolphin I, I mean i've never seen that come up that is always book solid um tokyo dining the really expensive um uh, japanese restaurant i haven't seen that come up for availability since they opened that place um toledo has availability you know i i, I mean or toledo however they call it 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, Yachtsman has availability. So I'm just uh, I'm just shocked that today, this is today, this is a Saturday on a weekend, all those places. And that's not the only place. I mean, there's a lot of Magic Kingdom dining. There's a lot of availability today. And, you know, again, if, if the crowds are there, it's like you said, they're not spending the money. They're yeah. just not dining, spending the money dining. They're going to quick service or whatever. So yeah. I really do feel like uh, something is going on with that. So that's getting to be that's getting to be weird because again, finding availability anywhere was always such a. I can't tell you how many times my uh, wife and I, like you know, maybe like six months ago to a year ago, we just couldn't get reservations. It's like if you didn't right. do it ahead of time. It just nothing was coming up, and now it's like you want to come in right now. It's like, oh mm-hmm. wow. Well, that's what I would say for people that are going to the parks right now. Don't be afraid to try and get in. Uh, don't don't shy away from a re- reservation. Looking for a reservation if you want to get somewhere because there's a lot of availability nowadays. Hey, that could be our first tip: what to do with two or three hours at Epcot. Well, that's right. And uh, so you're done with your parks, right? Oh so. yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into our discussion then: what to do with with a few hours at Epcot. And you know, again, crowds busy, rides mostly full, except for maybe one. <laughs> and uh, you know, so uh, what do we do? So what do you think? I mean, maybe that is the first tip, John. Check for dining availability. You know, um, look look at your dining, at your reservation, what's available. And uh, maybe you go try and do the standby or try and book into a restaurant um, to start your day. Uh, that That's, I feel like, especially if you're going to say the, um, like, you know, in, in the, uh, is it the Garden Grill? The one that spins around, you know, oh, kind yeah, of, yeah. If, I think that's an experience by itself. You know, garden grill, try and if you want to start out near a ride, you have two rides, two attractions in there. And if you go to the garden grill and there's availability or you try and do the standby, I mean, actually, there's three attractions because you got the movie in there, too. So, yeah, you know, speaking of that, when we were there uh, last Sunday, my wife was like, there's availability at the Garden Grill. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want to eat right now. It's already almost 8 o'clock. It's like, I didn't want to eat. But, yeah, we could have just eaten there. It's, it's uh, amazing. So, yeah, if you didn't eat or you want to try a restaurant you were never eating at, hey, skip the lines of the rides and just use that particular uh, visit to the park as something. Try is uh, try a new restaurant for the most part. Yeah, and and Garden Grill is almost like an attraction in and of itself. It spins around, and you get to see part of living with the land. Yeah, and, and the characters, characters are in there too. Yeah, so got yeah. character character dining, and it's probably one of the more reasonably priced character dining experiences you're going to get. And the food is is pretty good. Yeah, it's so. been a while since I've eaten there now, but we always loved it. So, mm-hmm. all right, what what. What do you want to do next, John? Where would you go next? Well, I was going to give one other weird uh, uh, suggestion, and it's based off my recent experience. Um, check the virtual queue in your app, and Guardians might be available. Um, we were there a few weeks ago at like 2.30 in the afternoon, and we, my wife, for some reason, looked, and it was like, oh, we can still get... A virtual queue for today so we came back and, and it was only a few hours away too so uh 
hey, maybe ride the newest. I would like to think most popular ride, but the newest ride at Epcot. And it's a great one, so I'd give that a shot, depending on what time you get there. If, if it's evening, probably not. If it's middle of the day sometime, anytime after one, you know, give it a try. If there's a good chance you're going to, you may succeed. Yep, and if you're listening to this in the future and that's no longer a virtual queue, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to go, you know, maybe with a standby line. Maybe the standby, it's going to be like test track, you know, and and my guess is it probably will be. It's probably going to be a longer line at that point. I just think the virtual queue thing right now confuses the heck out of people. So if you want to take advantage of that and you can take advantage of that now, you know, this would be a good time when you're coming into the park to see if there's any availability. And like you said, John, if you're coming in um, after park hopping and it's 2.30, you, your experience just, you know, it's just like you said, 2.30. I mean, you had a virtual queue that was available then. So. Yeah, and, and virtual queue opens up at 1 o'clock. So that's an hour and a half then. It's still available. Yeah. And, and now you have to wait until you get into the park for that afternoon uh, virtual queue look you you have to actually be in the park to reserve it but um i would say yeah that that's a great tip and one that you know maybe is a little unexpected for a lot of people so i guess overall like for the next one if the rides are full you know everything is is just book solid and you're having a hard time uh figuring out what to do um depending on what festival it is you, there's a lot of booths around that you can experience different attractions there, different um, different things there. So, like for the Garden Festival, there's you know a, a, a butterfly tent. There's all the scenery, all the topiaries that are shaped, you know, for um, food and wine. Of course, you have really great um, options as far as like different different tastes from around the world that you can experience. You know, for the holidays, you have um, you know the festival of the holidays where you have you know uh, storytellers, you have uh, lights around trees, things like that that you can experience. So, depending on the festival, the arts festival itself has it's it's an art show. So if you come during the arts festival, it's short. It's a shorter festival, but you have a lot of experiences there that you can enjoy. You know, the the artwork itself, even if you're not a buyer, just checking out the artwork is an experience in and of itself. I, I really enjoyed it based on your recommendation this past year, John. And that was my first uh, visit for the arts festival. And so I would say if you're not able to get on the rides, um, or maybe you don't want to, and you just have a couple hours, just go check out, you know, whatever the festivals are offering. Yeah, that's a good good suggestion. There's always something special. And uh, right now it's flower or uh, food and wine. Food and wine just started, right? So I'm going to head over today and see what they're working on with that. They usually have, uh, you know, different things set up for each festival. So I'm going to go see what's going on with that. So, yeah, it's always a good – but. I was going to say, too, when we say that the rides are full, that's probably not true at Epcot. So. Right. That's I mean, you're what? always going to get on Nemo or Imagination. Yeah, or... that's what I was going to say. The good thing about Epcot is there are a lot of rides you can ride that, you know, are pretty much always empty. And again, Disney has no plans on replacing any of them for some reason. Just 
the popular ones. So, yeah. <laughs> again, I think right. the uh, the uh, executives need a basic lesson in priorities because that seems like the opposite of what I would do. If I were running a park, I'd say, well, nobody really likes these rides. How about we replace them instead of, oh, this is one of the top rides. Let's uh, change it. It's like, well, I... I I don't. I think that sounds like the opposite. But right. anyway, uh, yeah, you could uh, you could probably ride a lot of rides. I would say if it's if it's crowded and there's a lot of people around, Soren Test Track and uh, the Frozen Ever After are probably the only rides that will uh, you know time you out, meaning too long of a line. And Soren, not really anymore. So yeah, even even Ratatouille is. Too- Oh yeah, Ratatouille. Ratatouille, yeah. Rat- it, it, but it's, it's even long. seeing it's long, but it's seeing start starting to even out a little bit, right? Yeah, it's still long enough that I don't ride it that often. Once it gets to where I can get in line and ride it at a reasonable amount, I'll probably ride it all the time. Right now, you know, it's it's pretty long yet because it's still pretty new, and it's so far away from other rides that by the time you get to France, your kids are like, "Where are the rides?" and People are getting in that line. They're like, all right, we're going on a ride now. Stop complaining, you know. So, right. So, yeah. But anyway, to get more specific, um, my next suggestion would be uh, the uh, the Seas with Nemo and Friend Pavilion in general. I mean, got Turtle Talk with Crush. You can probably walk on the ride. I mean, if it's like Christmas time or something, then that could have a line too. But you can always walk through the gift shop and still visit the aquarium. And it is cool to see a, a full-size aquarium right at Epcot. So I, I still enjoy it, and it still has that old sea-based alpha vibe to it. So I like it. Yeah, I think that's a really good uh, suggestion. Um, I guess my next suggestion would be um, go check out the entertainment. You know, look at the entertainment schedule because there's always something going on, whether it's the uh, – you know, the jammeters, you know, beating away on their trash cans or and and that may be more spontaneous, something like that. But, you know, you you'll be able to find that information somewhere, you know, where they're going to show up and around what time. But also over by the Canadian Pavilion, there's a um, stage and they oftentimes have um, entertainment uh, over there. Um, the main stage back by the American Pavilion, there's typically some entertainment act that's going to be there for festivals and things like that. But also, um, the, uh, the acapella group back there at the American adventure, they often take that stage and they do things there. So I I would look around for the entertainment. If you're really into that type of thing, um, you're going to find, uh, different cultural things in the country, such as the, uh, the mime back by, is it Italy, John, where the mime is? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, are the drummers coming back to the Japanese oh, pavilion yeah, now? Yep. Yeah. So, so they got that there. Uh, but you that's know. normally only during the day though. If you're there. Yeah, evening, that's true. You probably yeah. aren't going to see that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good point. Um, you know, but I mean, you do see some of the some of the bands at the pavilion stage back by the American Adventure. And uh, so, you know, uh, just check, see what you can see as far as the entertainment options and stuff. Maybe there'll be you'll be able to catch the tail end of a show or something like that. But that would be my suggestion there. 
I did not know they were only during the day. I thought they went um, clear up until like the the evening hours. You know, I, I didn't. No, know. I rarely. I don't. The only thing I used to see in the evening was when they had the Chinese acrobat show. Cause they would because oh. I think it gets cooler in the evening. But I I don't. You know, when I'm there during the day, I can see things happening, and during at night. Usually no, you know. So, but I was gonna say in the same vein, when you say shows, I would also include the movies in that too. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely skip the Canada one, but <laughs> yeah. the China movie is interesting. Reflections, Day France, or whatever it's called. That that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, even the Beauty and the Beast sing along. I don't sing along, but I thought it was an enjoyable show. I didn't mind it. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's it's you know oh and the uh, awesome planet in the uh, land pavilion. I know you mentioned it before with all the stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. It's not great, but you know it's worth seeing once, and it's a nice cool theater. So. Yeah, it's a good point. I think that's uh, there, and they have a number of those shows like that. Yeah, I mean that's that uh, absolutely. And I actually like Impressions de France, and I like uh, the China show. Uh, a lot. The other thing with China, and I'll mention this. This is this goes with a lot of the other pavilions too. Is it, some of some of them have um, art displays and just you know cultural displays that represent their country. So for my next one, that's something I'll mention. Particularly the the one in China. It shows you um, as you're waiting to get into the movie in China. They have a uh, like a almost like a museum of the parks over in in China like a they show the outfits and this is all behind glass they have scale models they have um just uh, some cool stuff like that some park maps and and just showing you the Shanghai Disney and Hong Kong Disney um land uh and you know like i said in almost like what you would consider uh, museum displays. Uh, I really love that. Um, also in the American Pavilion, you'll typically get some art uh, galleries and and like kind of traveling gallery type setups. That's really cool. Um, and and there's other stuff like that. You know, the, you typically get special seasonal things uh, around the pavilions that you can enjoy um it particularly in the japan pavilion you might not have like a gallery but the gardens the gardens are beautiful so same with the china pavilion too the gardens there i mean so those things in with the galleries you know i i guess overall just enjoy those pavilions yeah yeah that is uh that's a Honestly, hearing you say all that stuff, Epcot is one of the easiest places to spend a few hours when the lines are long. It really is. Cause, Absolutely. I mean, between the stores and the gardens and the dining and the shows and the movies, there is just so much to do that there is no technical lines for. So, And, you know, I think I'm going to go see the China movie today. I'm going to be there by myself. 
I, I love the China movie, but so it's not I. always easy convincing my wife to go in again, you know. So <laughs> mine too. <laughs> I think I'm I guess we're just that today. We're we're just boring old guys, I guess, nowadays. So you know. I wonder what that would do live. I can't imagine it would do very well, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I might try it just to see. Just Worst see case scenario, I just don't post it. You know, well, I think a, done. I think a lot of people avoid those movies, but that particular one. I mean, it, it's just got this great uh, kind of theming about it. I, I love it. You know, you got I the, like poet the story. And, yeah, the story's like, great. It's 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 uh, I and and I may mess up the name, but I've seen it so much. I actually know it's Lee Bai. He's yeah. a poet mm-hmm. from the Song Dynasty poet. or something. And I love at the end how how he says a wave of my hand and I am gone. And he goes, I hope that you will find my beloved. It's like, so it almost seems like he really loves his home country and that he's proud of it. And I'm like, man, it just, it kind of makes me feel good at the end. You know, he, 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 he hopes that he's, he's home or whatever. It's like, yeah. it kind of makes me think well of China and China gets a lot of bad press. So that's a, not an easy thing to do. So I walk out of there going, man, China, that's all right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just cool things back there. The China Pavilion, while uh, it, it, I think it's really underrated just because of the gardens and the movie and the and the displays in there, the Disneyland parks from China. Oh, yeah. so. And most of us will never get to see uh, Shanghai Disneyland. So right. it's cool to see literal stuff from there. You know, it's really a cool thing. So. And interestingly enough, John, I remember back in the, um, I, I forget when it was, but on one of my trips before Hong Kong Disneyland was even built, they actually had a scale model. So it was kind of like the beginning of that before that that uh, park was built, describing what it was going to look like, what, it, you know, all that. And um, I just found that amazing. And now it's like this, this pavilion now has a has displays for both of those theme parks plus you know what their uniforms look like and maps and all this stuff it's just amazing Um, oh yeah even nor norway has that staved church where they would have you know historic like actual like uh outfits worn and you know hundreds of years ago in norway and historical stuff and stuff about the gods they worshipped and all that kind of stuff so it actually, uh, you know, was very interesting. But again, 99% of people would just walk right past it. But, hey, if you have a few hours to kill and you're looking for something you haven't done before, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right, where would you go next, John? Well, I, I know I uh, say it a lot, but at Epcot, the, the monorail is inside the security perimeter, meaning... To ride on the monorail, you don't have to go through security again. And sometimes I find it nice to literally ride on the monorail just to see what's going on at Epcot. All that construction, where are they at with it, what's it looking like. And you could go up on the monorail out front of the park, um, ride it to the Ticket Transportation Center, just stay on. And then it comes back again and you get the ride right through the park on the return trip. It may not sound like the most exciting thing to do, 
But depending on how you travel around Walt Disney World, you may have never been on that monorail before. Yeah, right. And and that gives you a really good, um, maybe on the way back, if you come back from Magic Kingdom, let's say, that may give you a really good view as to what's going on with construction or just give you some awesome views of the parks itself um, on the way back uh, from the Magic Kingdom, let's say. But um, yeah, that's a a really great uh, tip, monorail. And then in the same vein as that, um, you can always walk back by the uh, International Gateway and you could visit the Beach Club. You could ride the uh, Skyliner over to Riviera. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things you can do like that. That, you know, the only thing I'd be careful of, keep an eye on the weather, because if a thunderstorm comes through and they shut down the Skyliner, you're going to have to get a bus back to Epcot, which could take a bit longer. So uh, right. just be careful. If you want to play it safe, just walk over to the beach club or boardwalk or something like that and, uh, you know, take a look around. And I may do that today, too. I might, uh, depending on the crowds, I might I might actually walk through some of those resorts and then come back to Epcot. No, that's great. Great tip. And those resorts have a lot to offer. A lot to offer. I, I love that area. Um, you know, my next tip would be... Um, if you only have, again, a few hours, there's always a scavenger hunt for around the countries. And, and um, if you, wherever you enter, if you enter uh, back from the uh, beach club, what is that called back there? That particular entryway, John? It's the International The International Gateway. International Gateway. So if you go back, um, if you enter through the International Gateway, it's the store right um uh, right off to your left as you enter the park, um, they'll always have a map for the scavenger hunt. Um, I'm not sure where it is at the other end of the park. I think there's little kiosks or little um, uh, uh, little shops or guest service kiosks or something up there, and you can get you can buy the scavenger hunt uh, uh, maps. But do a scavenger hunt. They give you a prize. Uh, once you complete it, or you can even, they'll even give you the prize before you complete it, but, uh, try out the scavenger hunt. That's a lot of fun. And that takes you on an adventure through all the countries. You get to look for like a little statue or an iconic, uh, uh, feature of some type. Uh, it, it, it could be like Remy for one of them, you know, Remy might be hidden somewhere or it could be, uh, you know, something else, you know, it could be the orange bird or something like that, you know, or, or figment, but, um, try a scavenger hunt. I, I think that's a really fun thing, especially for kids and families. So, yeah. So what else is there to, uh, like I said, Epcot is so easy to fill up a few hours that I feel like I don't really need to even try too hard. There's so much you can yeah, do there. Stuff to look at. And, I, yeah, I mean, there's a couple things like you could take the friendship boats inside the uh, the 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 lake there, right? And oh, yeah, um, right. I've never done that. Yeah, like across the you can go across the uh, I think over by Morocco you can take it and and go uh, to the other end of the lagoon. Um, 
there's also the transportation outside of Epcot, the friendship boats there that you can get on right at Epcot and just go clear to Hollywood Studios if you want with stops in between at the different resorts. Uh, I mean, we've talked often being Pennsylvania guys. We love the boat rides, right? So uh, Yeah, I, yeah. I mentioned that a lot, that um, for the average person, meaning, you know, I, I'd like to think of myself in there. How often do you go on a boat? And in my no- normal life, pretty much never. It's like, you don't go on boats. I live in a landlocked place. And even if you don't, you just don't go on boats that much, you know? And again, for, for, for me, riding a boat anywhere at Disney World is just, it, it's just cool. So it's yeah. a, that might sound like a, a weird one, but just think about it. The boats are pretty, pretty fun and unique. Right. I have one more, John. I don't know if you have any more, but um, I'll I'll just throw mine in and then you can finish up with what you have. Um, But I would say uh, uh, another thing that is really underrated, not a lot of people even know about it, but in in a lot of the pavilions and um, areas around, and I'm kind of a nut for this type of stuff. I've mentioned it in the last one at Hollywood Studios. There's Easter eggs all over the place. Uh, You know, pretty much all the parks have some form of Easter egg. And in Epcot, it's no different. There are uh, different Easter eggs, whether it's the IP or whether it's cultural Easter eggs. Um, I would say do some research uh before you go to the parks if you want to do this so it takes a very minimal amount of planning but um i'll I'll just give you one common easter egg that most people at least most park fans do know about but if you go in the norway pavilion um where the waterfall is there's actually a sword underneath the waterfall and some it's really hard to see you got to look for it but that's an easter egg and there's a story behind it and again i'm not going to tell the story here but you can look up the story as to why the sword is there and uh again just something that's really cool to look for and that thing has been there for a very long time so uh different easter eggs and different little cool experiences um around the countries that are hidden by the imagineers and i can and, hear the disney executives saying what note oh, to no. self get rid of the sword i shouldn't have said Put it some concrete over it and paint it i don't want to see it. well there's, <laughs> Why? there's others i don't know but I don't like it that I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about the other stuff. You'll have to find it on your own so that they don't do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that is something that could take up quite a bit of time for you to look for stuff. I mean, it's it's like hidden Mickeys, you know. You can, you can find the hidden Mickeys. That's part of it, too. And everyone, for the most part, knows about the hidden Mickeys. So there's a lot of hidden Mickeys to find at Epcot, a ton of them. So I would say uh, look for stuff like that, little hidden Easter eggs. You're going to find them everywhere. That is all I have, John. I don't know if you had anything else for. I could probably come up with 20 more things, honestly, because I spend a lot of time at Epcot. But I think we've made the point clear enough. There is a lot of stuff. I mean, you could go in the spaceship Earth. uh, You you don't have to ride the ride. You can go in the exit and play the 3D games that they have in there. Um, And Project Tomorrow there underneath. And. Again, that's another good tip for if it starts pouring down rain. That's hard to see, but you can walk right through the uh, the uh, exit into the Project Tomorrow show building. It's usually not that crowded because 
Well, it can get crowded. It depends how full uh, Spaceship Earth was, because it's going to keep letting people off slowly. Right. But anyway, you know, little stuff like that. If your kids always wanted to play those 3D games and you always said, no, we have to get to Sora next. We don't have time. Hey, make time for that day and say, all right, right. go ahead and play. And so just something to think about. Um, Again, I could probably go through the park uh, part by part and just suffice it to say, if you only have a few hours, Epcot is a park you can't go wrong with. You will fill up that time one way or the other. Yeah. Even on the exit, if you're exiting out the front of the park, um, they have the Leave a Legacy monuments there, and you could check them out if you wanted to. I mean, especially if you if you bought or have a family member that bought a Leave a Legacy uh, um, uh, picture, then you know it'll be on there. They're out there, and you can look them up. They actually have uh, a web address that you can look it up, and it's pretty clearly stated up there at the front of the park how to get to it. So. Um, yeah, John, I mean, you're right. I, I think Epcot may be the one park that probably gives you the most options, um, in this series, to be honest with you. Oh, and if it's, if it's winter time and it's dark, I would spend the majority of my time in front of the park watching the Beacons of Magic show on the, uh, on Spaceship Earth. Cause right now there's not a lot of it cause it doesn't get dark till about 830, but mm-hmm. Come December, it's going to start playing at 5 o'clock, and you'll have countless opportunities to watch the standard show and whatever special show they decide to add to it for whatever season or whatever reason they like. They, they change it up there a lot. So, And I definitely shouldn't forget about that because I'm literally going there tonight to watch it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Some great tips there. That's that's really an awesome show. I love watching that thing. I like uh, watching that on the way out. Um, if you're going, uh, if you're exiting over by uh, uh, like the living with the land area, and as you're walking towards the uh, Spaceship Earth uh, show, and and it's just really cool. Like there's some great spots over there by it. But absolutely, when you're on the exit out. They have all those LED kind of lights going all over the place um, up by the monorail track and, uh, you know, the uh, seeing the monument in front of the, uh, you know, the clear monument that that looks really cool. There's some great opportunities for pictures there. If you can get around the pain in the butt photo pass people, you know, which don't even get me started on that. I man, I don't know how you take some of the pictures you do with all those photo pass people buzzing around but well i've noticed that they are much less busy than they used to be too because again with the cost of everything going up the photo pass is going to be one of the first things to go and disney took it away from pass holders and i can tell you when i when it was free for pass holders i could not find a photo pass person to save my life to get a picture taken and then they started to charge for it for everybody and now they're around but Honestly, they're not that busy. It's mm. weird. It's it might go along with the, uh, oh, you know, the expensive Disney restaurants where if your budget's getting cut due to inflation, well, get rid of photo pass and what next? Get rid of I don't know park hopping. Well, let's not go out to eat so much, or or we won't go to sit down restaurants as much. We'll cut that out. It's like 
to me, that's the first things to go. So it might be just a reflection of the current economy. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. All right, John. So that should do it for Epcot. How did your social media for the week go? Well, people that are trying to uh, do well in social media are probably going to say, what a jerk this guy is. But I feel like my social media has not been doing good. But again, I uh, my CWDW, I'm at 89,800 followers. And I just yesterday, one of my videos from July 1st hit 1 million views. <laughs> and yet, and yet, I feel like I'm just not doing well right now on it. So again, for people that are actually trying, you're probably thinking, what a jerk this he's doing very well and yet nothing's good good enough but my thing is i was doing very well meaning i was growing quickly and my growth has come to such a stop compared to what it was like uh, you know i was getting i i was up to almost a thousand a day for a while there of new followers now it takes me multiple days to get 100 new followers. So it's one of those things where it pulled it back. And since I'm at 89,000, I had my sights set on, well, if I can get to 100,000, I might actually get a little bit of respect, you know? Maybe somebody will be like, wow, that's a real social media account. And I know I'm just, it's probably not going to, nothing will change when I hit that. But in my mind, I really wanted to. And I was doing so well and so well. And then, the growth just stopped you know there was a new update and i think they're looking for different things now and the algorithm is always it, it's it's an algorithm so it's not always smart and one of the things it's looking for is original content not reshared and i think the problem with my content is they don't know whether it's original or not like how would they know they really have a hard time telling the difference it is all original you know i do it myself I took the videos, I made them, and but again, I don't know that the algorithm knows the difference because when they changed that, mine was not doing as well. And I'm happy that they started doing what they're doing. They wanted to stop the people who just reshare other people's stuff from getting so big. And that's I thought that was great. But now they might not be able to tell the difference between me and somebody who just posts other people's videos. I don't know if they're capable of that. Right. So... Again, I'm still doing well. I mean, uh, I, I in the last 30 days, I reached 3.9 million accounts on my CWDW. But the disappointing thing is, even with that one post just hitting a million, I'm getting the views, but I'm not getting the follows. So people are like, oh, that's a great video. I'm not going to follow them. A million times over. Oh, great video. I'm not going to follow them. It's like, come on, guys. Just... I just want just like 10,000 more I want to follow, but it's like, nah, I love it. I'm not going to follow. Like, oh, why does it get like that? But again, it's going well. But yeah, my biggest video, like I said, July 1st, it's just a, uh, a bunch of roller coaster parts. And I think I said something like summertime thrills and 1 million views or more than a million now, but a million views in. 16 days that's great now here's one where you're really going to get sad when you see this my ceo i i was 8.8 .8 million views for 30 days mm -hmm. 
and that's down from 10 million plus. But take a look at this graph if you can see. Wow. It. Yeah. It is very specific. Every single day, I'm step down, step yes. down, step down, step yep. down. And again, the graph speaks to uh, I'm I'm getting put back in my place on here. I'm they're they're like, whoa, this guy's out of control with these views. Reel them in, reel them in, reel them in. And again, it is. Uh, <laughs> It's a definite pattern. Every day, almost the same amount of step down, of step down, of step down. And again, things just don't act like that. You know, if I put yeah. up a popular one, it should pop back up again. But no, it's it's going to be exactly what it is. It's back to strict control. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's that's not organic. That doesn't that yeah. did not happen naturally. No, it, it didn't. And uh, again, I'm still doing great on this. I'm up to 61,900 followers. I mean, this is the account I had 20,000 followers on a few months ago. Or I should say that I was happy when I made it to 20. Like, yay, 20,000. That's, that's a great number. Now I'm at 60. So this still goes past all my expectations. But so this is what I mean when I say, oh, poor me. My social media is blowing up and I'm doing great, but poor me. It's poor me because I am on that downward spiral that we all, I talk about it every week. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up. Man, when it goes up, it feels awesome. I'm like, wow, I can, I'm on fire. I can, I can, I'm doing so great. And then it walks you back down and goes, ah, time to go back to reality. Uh, step down, step down. And I'm like, oh, no. I keep thinking maybe I'll get out of this. So I can I, yeah. tell you on my personal my my personal account that isn't my you know separate from my theme park account on Instagram. I'm looking right now and I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I'm subscribed to your accounts on that one as well. Yeah. And I'm scrolling and scrolling and I've yet to see one of your posts on any isn't of the that accounts. Weird? It is very weird because I don't like anyone's stuff typically. Very few people that I I uh, do the heart other than your stuff, and I don't understand why they've. It's like you're shadow banned almost. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they. I I think that word is overused because I I did some research on that, but I do think that that they may say this guy is big enough he doesn't need to be pushed at all like we're not going to help him at all because i know sometimes they go we're going to help smaller accounts so by doing that we're going to hide the bigger accounts and it's like oh well and again it all comes around but i noticed that too i go to my personal account and it wasn't showing me my own stuff from my other accounts it's like nah you don't need to see this but here's a suggestion it's like yeah, well, why don't you show me the stuff that I've liked every single video of for the past five years? Yeah, they don't think I need to see that. It's like I have not. I've liked every video for years on these accounts, and they think they don't need to show it. So yeah, I finally, I, after scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, I finally hit some of your videos. <laughs> yeah. So again, shadow ban probably. It, I, I you could think of it like that, but a lot of people feel that way that it's uh, you know things are happening. And I've been listening to some good social media YouTube channels and stuff that are explaining this a little more. 
And they basically said most of the people who think they're shadow banned, it's not because of that. And a lot of it, too, has to do with weird things that changed recently. Like I heard in the most recent update, if you keep copying and pasting your hashtags, Instagram is going to think you're some kind of spam account and reduce your visibility. So Mm. you, you, you can't keep using them. And here's the scary part. If you use the wrong hashtag, they will greatly reduce your visibility. But how do you know you used it? I don't know. I I think I'm going to have to pay a company to pick hashtags so that I don't pick a banned one by accident because to me, like if they ban like hashtags Walt Disney World, if that's a negative for now because it's used too much, like literally they can be used too much and then it turns into a negative. I my account will be like, wow, I'm doing terrible. It's like, well, I have a hashtag that they don't like in every post I do, so could be self-inflicted. But the way they do this cryptic behind-the-scenes stuff with their algorithm, it's just scary, you know. A literal mathematic algorithm is deciding whether or not your video is good and worth seeing regardless of the video you know and i uh explained that to a friend of mine on instagram he, he's he 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 does uh, very good videos and you know he did these videos and he edited them they're super high quality it's timed perfectly and they're great videos and then they do terrible and i'm like well you need to remember an algorithm is deciding whether or not it's good in three seconds. It 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 doesn't even matter if it's actually good. It only mm-hmm. matters about what the algorithm is looking for. And uh, I gave him an example. Like his videos were a thousand times better than than the ones that I did that got millions of views. Like the the one Popeyes one that I put up, I got like four million views on Instagram and like eight million on Facebook. It's not even steady. It's a crooked, shaky shot of 10 seconds of a ride with there's no editing. There's no nothing. It's it's not a good video. It completely obliterated anything he could ever do. And it's not about talent. Like if you put them next to each other, you would say yours is garbage. His is great. But the algorithm doesn't think so. So the algorithm can't judge quality, unfortunately. So just so everybody knows. Don't get discouraged. The algorithm can't can't decipher whether a video is good or not. It's, right, uh, and and weird stuff. You know, a lot of times these algorithms they apply new algorithms constantly, so they're constantly evolving. And that's the thing with marketing and social media in particular is how fast it evolves. It, it, look at TikTok in particular; like they're in the early stages of um, their you know finding their uh, voice on SEO and things like that. So you know they're they're kind of uh uh they don't have a lot of people from some of these other social media networks that guided them to where they're at so they're evolving all the time you know based on things that they learn and the instagram team is really not much different like it's things change so fast in in these um social media outlets and you know a lot of times it could be something that comes from the top. Hey, you know, this is what we're doing, some policy thing. And other times it could be just evolving uh, algorithm. So, you know, I, I don't know what the game is with your Instagram and your universal thing. But, man, that is a sharp what, drop. What got me is 
it's right after the newest update and the update yeah. is where the algorithms are updated and you know they randomly decide things about who gets to be seen and who doesn't and you know I, the the most recent trend was getting the smaller people out front of out in front and mm -hmm. i'm noticing that a lot on mine all of the suggestions that they're pushing at me are all smaller accounts now and i like that but again i'm always at the wrong size to be benefited with these yeah. algorithms i'm like <laughs> when i'm small they said who cares about small people only follow big people i'm getting almost to the point of big and now they're like forget about the big people only small small people and i'm like come on guys let's get on the same page at some point you know right I, I get that. I can get where you. It's frustrating because you, I, you know, I understand the the need for trying to push small accounts. You know, like even mine being small and really not consistent. Um, but at, you put all the work in. You put daily work in, and you've been hanging with Instagram for a long time. So where's the loyalty? You know what I mean? Like push the small accounts, but also the very loyal people that have been with you from the beginning and are putting the work in still daily. Those those they should be. You guys should be pushed too. Yeah, I did read somewhere, and this may may have changed now, but I read that only. 2.7% of all the accounts on Instagram have 100,000 or over followers. So that made me excited too. I was like, ooh, so if I can get just 11,000 more followers, I'll be in the top 3% of all Instagram accounts. It's like people have to start paying attention at some point. Like how much bigger can I get before they're like, yes, it's he's real, you know, like it's a mm -hmm. real account. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I feel like... Uh, Pinocchio back here. It's like people people with ten thousand are getting invites from Disney to come and uh, yeah. come on and see our new movie for free. It's like well, they only invite because they they're actually they go and they approach them. You know what I mean? Like I don't think they're actually out there looking for them. I think they you almost got to shove yourself in front of them. I think uh, at some point and say, hey, here I am. Yeah. So, you know, all right, John, is that what you have in social media? Well, I was going to say TikTok. I, uh, it says 54,000 followers now. Hmm. So I'm up a little bit. Um, my uh, Tower of Terror post did good on there, like 50,000 views. And I've just been throwing up some random stuff on there that I think will get people's attention here and there. Um, nothing, nothing too big has been happening, but, you know... I, I I just want to keep it growing and keep it alive. So, right. but I don't like the new format of it though. Meaning, it constantly tells me I've got hundreds of new followers, but I don't. It's like, why why does it keep telling me this stuff that's not true? It it may it may be I have hundreds of new followers over the past like month or week, but. It's supposed to tell you what's new since last you were there, and I can't figure out how to get it back to that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, like uh, TikTok is constantly that's a that one's probably evolving faster than anything, uh, being it's newer. And uh, I mean, they're still trying to find their voice a little bit. So, but I have to say, overall, though, I think Instagram is on the right track. Meaning, you know, they 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 were late and evolving with TikTok, but from all the stuff that they're working on right now, 
just the fact that they got somebody like May making reels constantly and getting better at them and stuff out. They have so many people do, doing this and now they're going to shift and begin to monetize the reels, meaning they're going to start adding like a little ad banner at the bottom or something like that. And so uh, I really think their, their, uh, their goal is to shift from them giving money to people from to earning money more along the lines of a YouTube thing where they're not just giving their money to people. They're saying, all right, here's how much money we made from you and here's your percentage of it. Mm-hmm. So that would be a game changer for me, especially because, you know, if when I get a million views, then that could be worth a lot of advertising revenue that I get a cut of. So that, that's not a, that's a pretty good thing. So if that evolves to that, eventually I'm going to be in a good place to uh, take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. I, and I think you should really, that's what you've stuck to. And that's the, uh, the, you know, the social media that you've had the most success on. And I just, you know, definitely, I'd stick with it because even when the algorithms update, it seems to come back around to you eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that that's why I'm always happy and sad, happy and sad, because sometimes I just take such a beating where it's like they're not letting any of my stuff be seen. And then they release it like like that last period I had with the CUO was just unbelievable. I mm-hmm. just 10 million plus uh, reach and uh 30 days. Now, here's a little discouragement for everybody. I had 10 million unique accounts watch my videos in 30 days. I still am only at 61,000 followers. It's like, Mm. so you need to think how many people does it take to look before anyone even bothers to click on you or follow you? Uh, uh, People are getting used to the idea of Instagram will show me what I want to say. I don't need to follow anybody. Mm-hmm. So it's getting harder and harder. And that's why I really wanted to hit 100,000 before they make it even harder to get there. But Well, the other part of that is, too, it's more difficult on a reel sometimes, depending on how you're consuming that reel, to uh, subscribe or, or follow an account. You know, you have to do a little more work than what you do um on your feed if something comes up on your feed that they suggest so that um sort of lends itself to you know less organic growth when somebody's looking at uh reels tiktok has the same problem really i mean it's not the easiest thing to they they constantly throw stuff at you and then as soon as you open tiktok up you're not typically looking at people that you subscribe to necessarily if you just are on your for you page you know so um it's just uh interesting how these things work yeah but overall i'm doing great and yet i'm feeling disappointed recently because i i can feel what's coming it's uh, mm-hmm. a downturn is coming and it just it makes you sad when you're uh, just coming off a big increase and then go to a downturn. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. All right, John. Well, let's try and uh, get you some more followers on that social media. Where can they find you online? You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, c.wdw on YouTube, c.uo on Instagram and Facebook. And I would encourage uh, everyone to 
go check those out subscribe follow like the videos that's uh, gonna help john continue to grow and keep the fire stoked so you can find me at the giant rat t-h-e giant rat on instagram and on tiktok and that should do it for this week we will see you on the next one